city of Spokane Valley issue a proclamation stating that our city is a Second Amendment sanctuary city. church and state the mainstream media continues their attacks on the anti-vaxxers we'll also be covering the main shooter plus tyson food is investing in eating bugs hello christian patriots and welcome to church and state where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics and i'm your host caleb collier once again your favorite far-right shock jock and the most schizophrenic show you listen to on a daily basis hey i um want to thank you all for being here uh this is gonna be a, a a little bit of a difficult show anytime we see a mass shooter um, we really want to break that down and discuss what's occurring. Uh, before I get there, though, I'm going to bring everybody once again to churchestate.media. Uh, this is our website. This is where you can download our shows and share them. You know, we are also on Rumble. And uh, if you just search Church and State 1776, just make it one word. Uh, you can go to our Rumble channel. We're trying to build that up. You can also get us on all of the podcasting apps. Uh, just look for Church and State 1776 once again. And, uh, you know, of course, we're on Facebook, uh, Church and State 1776 on Facebook. Um, start sharing through there. Start going there. You know, I know Facebook engages in suppression, uh, but we're trying to get uh, all of this pertinent information out there. And big things are coming. We are working diligently to uh, really increase uh, the size and scope of Church and State. So stay tuned for, for that information. Uh, but once again, back to the website, download the show, share them. Uh, also, we are in a fundraising, and uh, I want to thank the individuals who have already donated money, um, each and every single one of you. From the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate the fact that you're willing to partner with us and continue to keep us on air. Um, if those of you who have not yet, hey, hit the donate button. Uh, it's a wonderful way for you to uh, support our ministry, and you can also take advantage of our affiliates. And I'm going to point to Mike Lindell because you're the, be the best pillows, the best products, uh, robes, slippers, towels. I mean, he's got everything that is going to make sure that you can at least be comfortable in your home as you watch the world burn. Now, I don't want you to watch the world burn. I want you to get active. I want you to become firefighters, as it were, and put out the flames of tyranny all around the, the nations. Uh, lastly, if you want to get a hold of us, church and state 1776 at proton.me. As always, I love getting your emails. Recently, I issued a challenge. I issued a challenge to two shows, uh, one called Be Vigilant, the other one called uh, Emancipation Propaganda. And I'm friends with these guys uh, and lady, or two ladies, sorry, two ladies and two, well, actually, <laughs> I'm just going to offend people today. Uh, it's the Deans, Matt Dean, Becky Dean, uh, husband and wife team. And then emancipation, emancipation Propaganda is uh, Ashley McBride. But I do believe that her father-in-law is going to be joining her as a co-host. And his name is Matt Buster. So these individuals did a show where they were teasing yours truly. And um, I listened to it. And it was, it was kind of funny. I mean, they got a little bit of work to do, for sure, to get to this level. This level, that's right. Um, and, but they accepted my terms. They said, okay, challenge accepted. So uh, let's go ahead and begin there. Um, 
I'm just going to go ahead and remind both Be Vigilant and Emancipation Propaganda that I helped create you. That's right. If not for me, would you even be on the air right now? I don't know, because I got a wild idea in my head, and I thought, you know, we should be able to create, recreate what we're doing here on Church and State, and we should be able to flood the airwaves with people who are Christians and patriots, and out of that was birthed Be Vigilant and Emancipation Propaganda. So to you two shows that decided to throw a few stones at my direction, I'm just going to remind you of one thing. Who's your daddy? That's right. It's me. I'm your daddy. Call me your daddy. There you go. <laughs> End of that uh, little rant there. Uh, I feel good. I'm, I'm wearing my USMC shirt. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to show people my war face. That's right. Arr, get a little bit angry there. Um, I'm going to go into the shooter story right away. Uh, obviously, last night we saw a very, very tragic uh, incident where a uh, individual who had some mental health issues is what the mainstream media is reporting went in and uh, three different locations and uh, had a assault rifle remember those are the scary ones um, and shot at, at it's looking like 22 people lost their lives with 50 to 60 maybe injured and the shooter is still uh, out there they haven't caught him yet uh, they're searching for him, and by the time this thing airs today, um, I'm recording in the morning, but it'll air at 3.30 on the American Christian Network, they might have caught him by then. But I wanted to point out a couple things here. They've released some images of this individual, and uh, his name is um, Robert Card. Now, uh, he looks to be probably a, a, around my age, um, but I want you for the for the audience, uh, and, and I highly recommend that you do this if you're listening on the radio. I'm, I'm looking at the Gateway Pundit, and this is the image of the individual, Robert Card. But then we can scroll up, and we can see the images of the shooter as he's actively engaged. It doesn't look like the same guy. In fact, this individual with the brown hoodie and the, uh, the AR-style rifle is he looks considerably younger to me. Now, I know security cameras aren't the best. Uh, you would think, that, you know, with everything that they're able to do, they're able to, I don't know why this is, but they're able to, like, zoom in. You can take, like, Google Earth, and you can zoom in and, and see really, really well-defined pictures. And yet every single time we have a, a mass shooter, it's always a little bit blurry, right? I don't know what that is. I, I don't know why security cameras uh, are, like, decades behind the times as far as technology goes. But still, this individual does not look like the same person to me. And I'm reminded of so many other mass shootings that we've had where there's a wind-up toy, uh, a car cardboard cutout, uh, where we have a, a operator who actually does know what they're doing, can actually operate very well with these type of weapons. And then we have some individual who has a history, uh, a narrative that they're trying to promote. Right? This guy, uh, Robert Card, is a army reservist so he knows his weapons he they say he took his weapon from the army reserve uh from their from their depot there and uh that uh he's uh, you know former military they of course they want to go after the former military people you know why because those of us that were that served in the military generally speaking we're very patriotic we're very pro-maga Right now, currently in the military that they've created, uh, and this really took effect under Obama's administration, 
they've been able to drive out a lot of those. And so now, uh, unfortunately, our military actually has a fair amount of leftists that have actually joined in that. And now we've even got these trannies out there that are serving their country and then doing drag queen shows uh, at night. That's wild stuff. But they always want to go after the vets because we are the ones that have been trained. We know what we're doing as far as military tactics go, as far as weapons, with our training. And we'd fight against their global government. We'd fight against their agenda. And they know that. And so that's why they always seem to, whenever there's a, a mass shooter, and they're, of course, going to try to promote the fact that maybe they're on the right, right? Maybe they're far-right individuals. They're always going to try to promote that narrative. Now, this Robert Cardin, <coughs> excuse me, still getting over that cough. Uh, this Robert Card individual, there is some evidence that points that he may have supported Obama during uh, his election cycles. Uh, and so, no, it's, it's not who they're pretending or trying to make this individual into. But I, I also want to point out this. Why? This, this guy has not even been caught as of the time of this broadcast. Why does the mainstream media know more about this individual, Robert Card, than we know about the Nashville shooter? You remember the Nashville shooter? Yeah, the, the transgender individual that we weren't allowed to say that. We weren't allowed to call him a transgender. We've still yet to see the manifesto that this individual wrote. We barely know anything about this Nashville shooter. And that happened, what, like seven months ago? And yet the mainstream media knows all this information about this shooter that just happened last night? Something doesn't add up. Now, wait for it, because it's coming. I can guarantee you this. Once again, not a prophet. Never claimed to be a prophet. But I know the trends. Wait for it. What are you going to hear? What are you going to hear from the Biden administration? Oh, it's time that we enact some common sense gun legislation. Nobody needs an assault rifle. Nobody needs these high-capacity magazines. And as the intro of my show points out, I fight this issue. I've been fighting this issue for a long time. I despise when these politicians on the left use tragedies, whether real or engineered, to push their anti-gun legislation. But this is exactly what we're going to hear from Biden and from Kamala Harris and all their cronies is they're going to start trying to push this. Okay, and you can expect, especially in these blue states, uh, you know, Bob Ferguson, who's trying to be our governor in Washington state. Yeah, they're going to continue to push this agenda. They're going to try to take your firearms away. And we cannot ever allow that to happen, ladies and gentlemen. You need firearms more now than you ever did. These are not, this, we, we don't have the Second Amendment for hunting. No, the Second Amendment was created so that there was always, always a warning to big government that if you go too far, the citizens of the United States of America, we the people, can rise up and we will have the ability to do so because there's a gun in every single house. Multiple guns in every single house, typically. You get one gun owner, nobody has one gun, okay? We, we, uh, we get addicted to it almost. Oh, man, I need that one. So that's what this is about. They want to take firearms away because they know that if they are capable of doing so, that there's nothing that we're going to be able to do about it, about their plans, about enacting global government. 
the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. And it goes on and talks about training, right? The militia part of the Second Amendment, that's so we're trained. We're supposed to be trained to know how to use our firearms. And no government, regardless of what's happening in the country, is going to take that away from us. I'll remind you of this as well. I've been talking a lot about the Israeli war. I've been talking about the fact that there are sleeper cells throughout the United States. Okay, We are gearing up for war. We are heading over there. Do you think these sleeper cells are going to be activated? Do you not think? I mean, we just had that, that Jewish woman who was killed here in America. Who do you think did that? I'll give you one hint. Yeah, it's probably the Muslims. So with all these sleeper cells that are about to be activated in the United States, do you really want to walk around without the ability to defend yourself? I encourage my audience all the time to carry firearms. Open carry, concealed carry, I don't care. Carry a firearm. Because if you find yourself in a situation where one of these sleeper cells is activated in your community, you want to have the ability to protect yourself and protect those around you. So do not let them take these from us. This is one of the most important issues that we're facing in America today. All right, moving on from there, let's talk a little bit about vaccines once again. You see, it's almost becoming redundant. I mean, I like talking about the subject, but it seems like every single time I start searching the news, there's always a vaccine story. Now, we're post-pandemic. Isn't this behind us? Aren't we? I mean, hasn't the left said, uh, look, we're sorry. We're sorry for some of the things that we did during the pandemic, but we expect a little bit of grace here. We expect a little grace because we didn't know. Look, everybody was scared. I wasn't scared. The people that I associate with, they weren't scared. You guys were scared, yeah. But does fear justify your actions? I think not. And yet we continue to see stories like this. Stories that (coughs) the headline says, why anti-vaxxers are pretending a flawed study on vaccine deaths has been vindicated. Why do they continue to come at those of us who rejected their experimental mRNA technology? Why? Because they're gearing up for another one. I'm sounding alarm bells here. This is going to come back around. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what the next virus is. We'll probably have uh, some foreknowledge there because they'll probably run a test scenario just like they did the first time. But for right now, we don't know what it is. But it's coming. And they're going to use stuff like this. Once again, they're setting the stage for it. They're setting the table for it. That those anti-vaxxers are crazy. Okay? And the data the anti-vaxxers use to vindicate their mindsets, to vindicate their free individual thought process that led us to the fact that we were going to reject this COVID vaccine. Well, it's all flawed. Your data's flawed. Right? It doesn't matter if you've been able to watch the news and see all these individuals who are dying constantly. It doesn't matter that we're seeing young people develop Uh, heart attacks, myocarditis, and strokes, and issues like this. It doesn't matter that that little boy, that poor, tragic little boy, his name escapes me right now, but he was eight years old, 
eight years old, and he was the poster child for why you should get vaccines for your children. And they all gave him, they gave him all the COVID shots. Well, guess who just died? That little boy. And that's on them. And the parents. I can't imagine. I can't imagine sending your child up like that. We're going to make you famous by pumping you full of a bunch of vaccines. It's disgusting. Although these are the same parents that let their kids transition as well. There's a sickness in America. But of course, they're going through this data and they're calling it pseudoscience, junk science, right? Junk science. Uh, let me actually read the quote. It's great. Junk science can often find a home somewhere in the bowels of literature, but that doesn't stop it being junk science. Really? I thought in science, in scientific theory and models, that we were supposed to ask questions. Aren't all the great scientists that are really gods of your industry, aren't they all individuals that rejected the status quo? People said, uh, you know, like, let's just take Galileo, for example. No, I don't believe in a flat earth. I reject that system. Even though the Catholic Church at that point called it a heresy. You, you could be burned at the stake for rejecting that common belief that the earth was flat. And he created the globe system. And now we all accept it as science. It's scientific fact. Right? What about Darwin? You all love Darwin. For the longest time, we all believed that we were created by a creator, by God himself. And yet you introduced this idea in evolution. And ultimately, it went to trial to be able to be taught in schools. And now became just accepted scientific fact. Isn't it because, I'm talking to the leftists now. Isn't it because of people like this, heroes of your industry, that we got to the point that we're at now? And yet, when it comes to things like this, when it comes to vaccines, this is the sacred cow. It's the golden calf. You can't touch this thing. No, for if you do, you're engaging in quackery. You've got a tinfoil hat on. You're one of those QAnon idiots. When did we as a society accept the government, the medical tyrants, putting a thumb, just squashing our ability to question things? They talk about VARES, and, and this is interesting. Look, VARES was established in order for poor parents, poor parents whose kids had died right after a vaccine. So you could actually go into this database and, and tell your story. And they're pointing to VARES. They're saying, look, this VARES can be anyone can file a report for VAERS. It could be a family member, it could be a doctor, it could be a friend, a neighbor. Anybody can put one of those in. And so it doesn't prove, according to them, that the vaccine was actually what injured or killed these people. Talk to any parent. Talk to any parent who's either had a vaccine-injured child or a child that died after getting the vaccine. 
and they'll tell you the exact same story. And I've heard them over and over and over again. And every single one of them pulls at my heartstrings. It's horrible to listen to these stories. They were fine. Their child was talking, hitting all their benchmarks. And then they got a vaccine. And after the vaccine, they were sick. They got a fever. They were crying. And by the time it was bedtime, they were inconsolable. And the next morning, that parent either woke up with a vastly different child, one who had regressed, who'd stopped talking, ultimately resulted in some, some, somewhere on the autism spectrum, or they woke up to a SIDS baby. That's horrifying. We as a public, as people who are supposed to care about our fellow human beings, cannot allow science and the mainstream narrative to silence people who have experienced this real pain. It's one of those issues that just makes me so mad as a Christian and as a patriot that we've allowed our government to experiment, especially on our most innocent, our most precious. Maybe they don't care about their kids. They certainly don't care about humanity. But for those of us who are red-blooded Americans, who love life, we pour everything into our children. Sometimes I just sit and stare at my kids and this this sense of pride, the sense of love, it just overwhelms me. I look at my kids and I see all of my hopes and my dreams and I do anything to protect them, I do anything in my power to see them succeed. I, I want to pass on all of my knowledge, the things that I've gone through, the mistakes that I've made, I want to pass all that information on to them to where they won't have to follow the same path I did or in some cases actually follow the path I did. Every single parent out in the world is exactly like that. And we've got these globalists, these satanic pedophiles that want to harm them. And they don't care how they do it. They don't care if it's in the water, in the vaccines, in the food, their own perverse actions. They just want to hurt kids. And that should motivate every single one of us to take direct action against them and their plans. It's a call to action, ladies and gentlemen. Do it for your kids. Last but not least, speaking of foods, or non-foods maybe, Tyson's in the news these days. Tyson Foods is investing in eating bugs and insect protein. Doesn't that sound delicious? Look, this isn't, isn't necessarily groundbreaking news. I know most of my audience is aware of this. But the World Economic Forum has been pushing this for quite some time. They want to engage in a more sustainable practice for feeding all of humanity. And the solution is bugs. 
And they point to a lot of third world nations that have been including bugs in their their dietary um, daily you know dinners and lunches for quite some time. Here's the thing. They do it out of necessity. Okay? It's not that they want to eat bugs. They don't like eating bugs. It's because in order to survive, they've evolved culturally to where this is part of their diet. A lot of our foods, I mean, just looking through uh, so many of the foods that we have or different cultures have, so many of those are born out of necessity. It was poverty, extreme poverty. It was starvation that created some of these foods that some of it, I mean, like haggis. Yeah, that was necessity. Nobody's like, you know, it'd be great is if we took all the organs of the sheep and put it in their stomach and, and cooked it up and ate it. No. You know why they had to do that? Because the landlords were taking all the good meat. They had the leftovers. So yeah, these third world nations are eating bugs. But you know what? Eating bugs isn't necessarily the best thing. I mean, let's think about it. What do bugs typically do? I mean, this, this one specifically, black soldier flies. Hey, um, I know it's gotten cold in the Pacific Northwest, but summer wasn't all that long ago. In fact, in typical fashion for the PNW, we had 70 degrees like a couple days ago, and boom, all of a sudden we're in the 30s. Yeah, we got a great fall season around here. But what do we see in the summertime when we were around bugs? You know, many of you have pets. What do flies typically land on? Hmm. I know this is a Christian show. But yeah, uh, typically it's a waste products. They like to do that. And then they like to land on your food. Like I, I get so grossed out if I'm at a picnic and a fly lands on my food. I don't want to eat it anymore because I know where that thing's been. And yet Tyson Food, who has uh, announced an investment in Protix, a Netherlands-based company specializing in eating bugs and insect ingredients, well, they are actually farming these black soldier flies. Yeah, they're giving, what, what's going on here with Tyson is there's uh, some of the products uh, or, or waste products that they have, for example, um, cow intestines or something that they're not going to necessarily use for human consumption, right? Well, they're sending this out, or actually they're building a plant in the United States to where they can farm these black soldier flies by shipping these animal waste products to them so they can feed on them. And then we can collect the insects and turn them into a protein base. Now, rest assured, ladies and gentlemen, this isn't for human consumption yet. Nothing to see, nothing to be worried about here at all. No, this is going to go into, uh, well, they specifically point out to pets, poultry, and fish foods. Okay, I love my dog. Well, I don't have a dog anymore. I love my dog. But I'm not going to feed my dog insects. And of course, this is how they, it, it's always a gradual process, right? It's never, okay, you eat the bugs now. No, first we introduce it into the pet supply. And then we introduce it to the humans. I am never going to eat your bugs. End of story. Church and State is sponsored in part by Patriot Church and the Constitution Party. I'm Caleb Collier. I was born for a storm. Welcome to the fire.